All right, let's light this candle, shall we? Well, I've been deep in this sleeplessness. I don't know why. Just can't get away from myself. When I get back on my feet, I'll blow this open wide and carry me home in good health. God, it's been so long, wide awake that I feel like someone else. I miss the way that you saw me, or maybe the way I saw myself. But I came back to you broken, and I've been away too long. I hear the words I've spoken, and everything comes out wrong. I just can't get I think I saw that from a commercial for the boys or whatever. Don't watch that show ever. No, just don't. I don't know. If, if you like it, cool. Like, great. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, let's light this candle, huh? Um. All right. Uh, so, I wanted to start off. Gosh, how did I want to start off? It's amazing how much my train of thought derails all the time. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's light this candle, shall we? <laughs> I don't know if that was more awkward the first time saying it or the second time, time. Saying, saying it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, man. I wanted to ask you a question because something happened to me today. And so I wanted to, I wanted to just ask you, what's one of your pet peeves, man? Like... Something super, yeah, uh, something, not, not all of them, just something super small, insignificant that just happens to you. And you're just like, "Mm, I just want (laughs) to, Ooh, that just gets on my nerves so bad. Well, (laughs) do you, do you have anything just on the top of your head? I know I didn't ask you before, so you didn't really prepare, couldn't prepare for it, but that was the whole point. I kind of wanted it to be spontaneous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, um, I'll be at work, just making sandwiches, making salads, whatever. And then a customer will ask you for help. The nerve! <laughs> I know. <laughs> that does some sometimes. Sometimes it's like, oh man, I just want to get this done. Just leave me alone while I finish this. Sometimes that does. But I think bit worse than that is like when the phone rings. Uh-huh. Because I, I naturally you guys have a not, phone back there. Yeah, yeah, we take. Can orders people call? Oh, people can call for orders. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, so you know, keep that in mind. <laughs> We're gonna start doing that now. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We uh, we do have a phone, and my I'm, I'm naturally kind of a shy person, and talking on the phone mm-hmm. is sometimes same, dude. Like talking on the phone, no bueno. Yeah. I do it out of necessity, but, like, if you give me a choice, I might just send you an email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I mean, it'd be, it's easier to do that, that's for sure. But, um, yeah. So, so not only is it a distraction from like trying to get stuff done, it's like, uh, and I have to talk on the phone, which is, yeah, uncomfortable. So the phone call but. at inconvenient moments. Just a phone call just, in general, but, <laughs> but especially at inconvenient moments. I saw a picture today. I saw a picture today of this guy. Like, so just imagine it's just this dude, and he's just his he's just face palming right, and he's like, "Oh my gosh!" And it's captioned, and it says like that one friend who you just want to text, but they decide to call you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like bent over and he's like, oh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and I'm just like, I totally get you, man. I totally filled up. Now I'm like, okay, cool. How about you? Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> so we talked about, we went right before we started uh, recording. We went and got gas, right? For the Santa Fe. Okay. Mm. So the reason why I try to get gas after work for the Santa Fe, I try to try to fill it up after work, but I I got to the gas station and as soon as I got to the gas station, I pulled out my card and I was about to swipe it or insert it because it's a chip and uh, I was going to insert it. And then as soon as I do, I see it and it's expired. And then I remember, oh, my new card is at home. Haven't activated it. So... I was like, oh, frick, that kind of kind of sucks. I really I really wanted to do it now so that when I got home, I didn't have to think about doing it later. Because for some reason that really sucks. Like you just it's like I don't know about you, but as soon as I get home from work, I'm just like I have to force myself to do stuff. <laughs> like to keep going or whatever. Like, you know, ugh. um but anyways, that's besides the point. Uh I went to Activate this card. Got this card activated. Everything was good. Now, I believe that there is a certain threshold that a criminal must hit in order to be put into prison. You know, we don't need to be putting criminals in prison for things like fishing without a fishing license. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Like, we we don't need to do that. Um... But there is one exception to this rule. <laughs> to those people who have these new cards and decide that on the back of this card, we're going to put this strip of glossy paper, or not even paper, but this glossy card-like paper that no pen could write on ever and then they have the audacity to say put your signature here so you go through like five million pens just to get the first letter of your name on the thing and then you have to sit there and outline it until this glossy strip of i don't know paper or whatever there picks it up yeah, feel free to throw those people in jail. Right, there I go. I said, it. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I sat there with my card forever, just going M, 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 and I couldn't move on to any of the other freaking letters because, like, it just M, 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 dude. 
And the most, the thing that really, really ticks me off is that as soon as I pulled the card out to put it into the gas machine or whatever for it to read the card, I pull it out and guess what was smudged? <laughs> My signature. <laughs> because it's on some stupid, glossy strip of whatever on the back of that card that says sign here no like what do you want for like you need to send a pen with those cards man use this pen to sign i'm sick of it i've had it up to here i'm so done activating stupid cards man can we just make a lifetime debit card that's just like activate it once and it'll work till you die like or just Put it on a driver's license or something. Oh, Isn't it crazy how like small little things can just really tick you off and you're just like, frick, dude. Uh, the so next person details, that I see, man. I'm just going to punch them. I'm just going <laughs> to just gonna sock them right in the gut. And they're going to be like, why'd you do this? And I'm going to be like, because I can't sign my name on a card, okay? <laughs> Jeez. It's, ugh. I said. <sighs> I've had my card for over a year. I still don't think I've signed it. <laughs> I went to England. Oh, you're pulling it out? Yeah. Oh, it's oh, not. No. Is, it, is it? No, it's not signed. Is it signed? No, I don't have. It's not. No, signed. no, no. It's not signed. See, look at this. Oh, that one's not either. Yeah, look, look, look. This little glossy, that whatever this is on the back of the card. This is. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. No one can sign their name on that. Oh. oh, but whatever. I digress. I'm not bitter. I just want a card I can sign. Okay, <laughs> like it's okay. not that hard of an ask. Pet peeve therapy session, right? Here. Yeah, pet peeve therapy <laughs> session. Send us your pet peeves. We'll talk about them. <laughs> oh my goodness, funny stuff, man. I I shouldn't let things bother me as much as they do. I just ugh. Ugh, gosh, dude, crazy. All right. New episode. It's exciting, man. Yeah. I feel like three I, in. I feel like three in is almost like a benchmark, you know? I feel like it really is, you know, because I told myself at three in, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to take it a step further, you know, maybe put them up on Facebook, you know, not just have the the podcast out there, but to like put them up, which you know, it's kind of fun. Kind yeah. of a yeah. kind of a cool thought. All right, last episode, we talked about our fears, and well, we talked about mental slavery, right? And overcoming mental slavery, and a lot of it had to go in with overcoming our fears. You know, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Oh wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. Hold that thought because that thought's important. But before we jump into it, I wanted to do what the whole point of this project is, the everything project, using what we see, using what we feel, using what is there for us to work with, Mm -hmm. using it all around us for positive energy, positive vibes, because that's how we fight back. The world is going to crap, okay? (laughs) Like, there's, there's really no secret of it, like... Have you seen our government lately? Like, it's a rough world out there right now. And there's a lot of negative things and we need some positivity in our lives. And that's how we fight back. As soon as positive vibes take over negative vibes, things just start changing, you know? 
Yeah. For the good, too. For the good. There's going to be a lot of bad to go through, but eventually it gets to the good. But anyways, I wanted to point out something that I thought was just super awesome. Definitely praiseworthy. Something super positive. And it comes from General Conference. Ooh! <laughs> Pajama Church. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, from Sister Emily Freeman, who is the young woman's president. Uh, for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. She gave a talk, and it was an excellent talk. Uh, but in the very beginning of her talk, she shares an experience about how she was going to walk the trail that Jesus walked. And she was so excited for it. Uh, but right before she left, um, she she hurt her she hurt her leg. I can't yeah, I think I can't it was remember her ankle what, or <laughs> her something ankle. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she, she had crutches. Uh, she talked about having a scooter and when she got to this trail to walk, that is they they say that Jesus walked on it. Um, the guide looked at her and was just like, Hey, those crutches and that scooter, this is a long trail. I don't, you may, you may want to sit this one out. <laughs> and, uh, she just looked at her and said, no, nah, come on, give me a, Give me a chance. Let me try. Let me do this. You know? And she said something that I just thought was so profound, so cool. Because the guide looked at her and said, okay, yeah, go ahead. We'll give it a shot. And she said something so profound, just super cool. Just she appreciated that her guide was willing to let her try traveling while broken. And I was just like, dude, like (laughs) eye-opening, like, Bam! Like, I just thought that that was something just, like, so cool. Like, keep moving while broken, you know? Like, it's... You have so many seldom moments in life to where you are, or at least feel like you are centered. Like, you're whole. Like, right. you're... you're Like, man, everything in my life is going great. Those moments are so seldom. Mm-hmm. That continue moving while broken. Like, continue traveling while broken. Try traveling while broken. However you want to phrase it... You're doing something while broken. And I just think that that is so cool, you know, because like we're broken all the time. I told a, I, I, I was hanging out with one of my really close friends in college and I told her cause I was really struggling with depression and anxiety one night. And I told her, I was just like, I'm just so tired of feeling broken. I don't want to feel broken anymore. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and she's just like, well, you are broken. And you want to know how I know? Because we're all broken. <laughs> we're all broken. We're all in a tie for last place right now. And the only way we get into first place is through God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And so she's like, we're all broken right now. <laughs> and so we need... So if you feel broken and you want to know why, it's because you are broken. It's because you're living in a fallen world and life just sucks sometimes. And you got to be okay with that. But anyways... What Sister Freeman said, I just thought was amazing. It was so profound. And I was just like, yeah, while broken, keep moving forward. Do it. It's Mm. good for you. I struggle with it. (laughs) I struggle (laughs) with it a lot. So hearing that was so good for me to hear because I was just like, man, dude, get yourself yourself together. And if you're going to get yourself together and you can't be whole, you can't be center, then move on while being broken, you know? Because moving on is ultimately what causes healing, right? 
Yeah, yeah. So anyways, that's something that I just thought was super praiseworthy, very positive, and I was so happy to hear it, and it just opened my eyes to a whole sleuth? Sloth? No, not sloth. Uh, A whole bunch of ideas. I think. A whole slew of ideas. Just a whole bunch of ideas and thoughts of critical thinking of how to maintain a positive attitude while being broken, you know? It just, it was just, just super cool to hear. Um, you got anything? You got anything that you might want to share? Um, first of all, General Conference was awesome. It was wonderful. Um, something that stood out to me was in General Conference, they do, um, they they have music and one of the music one of the songs was Consider the Lilies. Yeah. And that song has always been a favorite of my dad's. Um so I've always kind of enjoyed listening to it, but there was a line in it this time that really stood out to me that I've been thinking about recent uh a lot recently. Um and basically the essence of the song is that um just think about all of the small everyday creations that you see, like birds, flowers, trees, mm-hmm. uh, leaves, all those, you know, just the minute details. Um, and then at the end of the chorus, um, I can't remember exactly what the words are, but basically consider the birds of the sky. Um, and then the last two lines are, and he will heal those that those who trust him and guide mm. them with his eye and when those two those two lines were sung it was like wow like like no matter what we've gone through no matter what we're currently going through that there is healing and it is possible because he's already been through it he knows what needs to be done because he's gone he's gone He's done it. He's walked the path. All we have to do is to walk in his footsteps that he's already already said. And which I think is just pretty amazing in itself, but just just those small everyday things can be a source of like inspiration and just the just the mundane items, mundane tasks of life just can really, really change, change my attitude um, of the whole day, which was pretty awesome. So mm. that's something I found really cool. Man, dude, that's 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 really cool. Something that that made me think of is um, I've I've said this quote before, and uh, I wish it was my quote because I wish that I was this cool, but it's not. I was just working out one day, and every now and again, I like listening to motivational speakers. Because they they have a lot of good stuff to say. So I was listening and uh, the the quote was said, um, if you don't make sacrifices for those you love, who you love will become the sacrifice. Mm. And, you know, it just makes me think of making, making sacrifices can be such a hard thing to do, right? Like... Our first response isn't to make sacrifices for everyone else around us. It's something that we learn, you know. I think 
I think we have a firm grasp, like, you know, from birth of like love, you know, yeah. and there's different situations that people grow up in. Sometimes love is absent in the home and that's very sad, you know, but I think that we all have an essence of what is good and bad in this world, which we can just call the light of Christ, right? We're all born with the light of Christ. And something that I'm aiming here with this project is I think that we live in a world now where we've just, the light of Christ is so unfamiliar now mm-hmm. to the rest, to like, to like the world, you know, we were so unfamiliar with the light of Christ. Um, and so something that I'm aiming to do is using positivity to help us understand and recognize the light of Christ that is within us and that is within others. Because that light of Christ is what will drive us to make the sacrifices for those around us so that who we love does not become the sacrifice. Mm. But we will make sacrifices for those who we love. And the reason why that brought it up, um, why I bring it up, is because when you said that, I was just like, man, the ultimate example of... The ultimate example of making sacrifices for those who you love so that those who you love don't become the sacrifice is Jesus Christ. Wow. Like that that literally is like everything right, that Jesus Christ encompasses, right? Yeah. Because yeah. like he made the sacrifice for us. And if he doesn't make that sacrifice, we become the sacrifice because we're going to be in a fallen world without the atonement if he doesn't come and shed blood for us. And die on the cross for us, mm-hmm. you know? So he was the ultimate example of making sacrifices for those you love so that those you love don't become the sacrifice. And I just, I don't know. So, so the, when you said that, like that popped into my head. And I just think that that's something that is just like so cool, you know? Yeah. Um. So let's kind of recap our last episode. I tried bringing this up, but then I remembered about this positive <laughs> stuff that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to bring it up again. But our last episode um, about falling fear. victim to mental slavery and how fear plays a lot into that. Right. Um, and, you know, I think that I was actually thinking, and you and I talked about this a little bit before we hit the record button. I was actually thinking of something recently for a long time so i was uh i just said recently for a long time (laughs) tell me how that works (laughs) um but i've been thinking about this for a while um we were at church and it was like the fifth sunday lesson and so on the fifth sunday of the month we do something a little special we don't break off into individual classes of like either gospel doctrine or religious society and priesthood we all get together in one class and have a lesson and ours is being taught by the bishop and the bishop talked about uh he opened up his lesson by asking the question of of uh what are some of your biggest fears and there was Mm. a lot and like a lot of them were said and a lot of them made really good points um and I'm not really one to raise my hand and speak my thoughts in church, not because I don't think that what I have to say isn't important, but because I just, other than right now talking into this microphone, I am extremely introverted. And so 
I I don't really talk that much. So sitting in my pew, just kind of back there thinking about this, um, I just thought about this huge fear that I have, and and I just thought about it and how it tied in perfectly to how this fear is kind of holding me back a little bit. In my mind, I see two roads, right? Right. Road A is leading to a life of living out my bad habits, living out, um, living out a life of not being grateful, non not being satisfied, not living out my goals, my dreams. And the reason why I'm not living out my goals and dreams is because I'm living out my bad habits and my bad habits are keeping me from those goals and dreams that I have. Hmm. And then there's road B and road B is living those goals and dreams, having a grateful life, satisfied, coming home to a family, a wife that loves me and, you know, just having a life that I've been dreaming about having. Um, and something that keeps me up at night is this thought of what if I can't overcome my bad habits so that I won't reach my full potential? Because we talked about how in your life, you know, if you're, you know, right now, like, like I'm 27, right? Mm -hmm. You're 26. 26, yeah. Um, we, we have the opportunity being younger to be just like, okay, what, who do I want to be when I'm 45 or 50? And I can start making those plans, those steps now to get to where I want to be. But what keeps me up at night is thinking like, man, I'm going to be 45 one day. Like that's inevitable. That's going to happen, you know? And like, I guess if you want to be like super technical about it, you can be just like, well, you're not guaranteed to be 45, you know, something bad could happen, <laughs> which it can, but this is the everything project and we focus on positivity. So we're going to keep it positive here. Um, like one of those days I'm going to be 45 and when I'm 45, that's going to be too late to make the decision of who do I want to be when I'm 45, who I want to be when I'm 45, that decision has got to be made right now. Because the steps have to be taken right now and the preparation has to start right now to who I want to be when I get there. I can't turn 45 and be just like, who do I want to be when I turn 45? That's too late. That's right. too late. That doesn't work. And so that keeps me up at night because right now I'm thinking like, hey, I'm 27. I have, the, I have my whole life ahead of me. The world is my oyster, you know? <laughs> And to an extent, that's true. You know, being young and having opportunity is an amazing thing. But it's also super scary because you think about your future and you think about reality kind of hits a little bit. And you're just like, oh, shoot, am I taking the actual steps that I need to be taking to be that person who I want to be? And so I've just been thinking about that a lot and how it's a huge fear in my life, you know. Yeah. And yeah. like it just I don't know, it just keeps me it just keeps me up at night, man. Like <laughs> I'm serious. Like it just whew. But you know, and so like that just reminded me and then I remember thinking of that thought and just being like, Oh, we just talked about that in the last episode. <laughs> Overcoming and so like, you know, um so I just thought it was like super interesting because I realized that that's a fear that I have. 
and so that, that and so like our last episode that's what it was about that mental slavery that fears can hold on to our minds you know and how god places everything on the other side everything great everything wonderful everything prosperous is on the other side of fear because if you don't go through that other side of fear you're not going to learn how to trust in your savior you're just going to if you want like if you're going to stay in your protected bubble you know i have a firm belief that god wants you to take risks so that you can learn how to trust in your savior your eldest brother jesus christ in those circumstances you know mhm so but anyways that was the last episode and i was you know it was fun re-listening to it again i was just like wow this is we kind of see some good, good things stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but you know but we'll see how that goes um anyways this episode drum roll please <laughs> um something that has been on my mind is uh getting back on our feet um so we talked about we talked about uh mental slavery and becoming falling victim of mental slavery and we talked about the fears that come up and now we need to talk about getting back on our feet so what do you think about that just just throwing it out there real quick before we start diving into it well what well, when you when you fall into like this mental slavery um that that pit that that place you're kind of stuck um and then to to get free of that um it, it's it's a great it's awesome thing um but i think you have to have a little bit of momentum a little bit of a plan a little bit of um forward movement to to keep that that going or else it's easy to fall back into it mm-hmm. um but um obviously the first thing you have to do is is to recognize that yeah this is something i'm going through it's you can't fix something that you don't know that is is a problem Mm. um so acknowledging that there is a problem that that uh yeah i'm going through this right now uh i think that's a big first step to realize that um something's something's not where you want it to be right um something that you and i were kind of thinking about was in life you have a hand of cards right right yeah you have a hand of cards for people that don't play poker we talk about that a lot <laughs> i play go fish no i'm just kidding <laughs> I, I, I actually don't play goldfish like that much i played i played scum a couple of times anyways um <laughs> Uh, we have a bunch of we have a hand of cards in life right you know and the truth of the matter is is that you don't get to pick the hand of cards that you're dealt you You, as going through life 
you get to add more cards to the deck mm-hmm. based upon your behavior, how you decide to live out your life, how you decide to play things out. You can add cards and you can change cards from time to time. But inevitably, there's going to be one card in your hand that is a very crappy card. You know, and that can be for a whole mess of reasons. You know, maybe that crappy card that was played wasn't the card that you wanted to play, but you kind of got propelled into it. And so it's just like, I didn't want to play this card, but now I have to. <laughs> and this card is now out now. Now my life kind of sucks. Um, or it can be like a moment of weakness. You know, we've all been there, right? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then you do it. And then mm-hmm. that leads to... You know, that leads to a ton of bad bad stuff, maybe addiction, you know, and then your life gets really, really hard in those circumstances. Or maybe a decision that you make preemptively out of a moment of weakness that turns out to do totally destroy Just some of your happiness yeah. that you have in your life. You know, inevitably, there's going to be one of those cards, one or two. And the thing is, is that what really stinks about these cards is that when that card is played, that card could last for years. <laughs> for years. And like you can't, and like that card will just, just last and it will just, it will take you to fight like a lion, you know? Bleeding from your fingertips, crawling out of the hole that you're in in order to play your next card and get rid of the card that you had. That terrible, terrible card. Yeah. But inevitably, there's going to be one of those cards, you know? And it's going to be played at some moment of life. Like, I hear this quote all the time where it's just like, you're either going through a storm, you're well, you're coming out of a storm or going through a storm or just entering a storm. Those are like the three phases of life. It's like, I heard that somewhere, sometime. And it's true. And it kind of really... Stinks that that's true, but you know what? We still have to play those cards, right? We still have to move forward, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that that's a. I think that that is, in itself, something that's super, super scary. Just to think that you know, oh, take risks now, <laughs> play these cards that I have that I am terrified to play, you know, moving forward. But the thing is, is that. In order to get back up on your feet, you have to fall off of your feet. Now, the thing about falling off of your feet is that you don't have to make any intentional moves to fall off your feet. Because you want to know why? Life will push you down. (laughs) Life is going to push you. Life is going to trip you. Life is going to hit you down to your knees. And it's just going to keep pounding you and pounding you over and over again and just hitting you. Until you finally say enough is enough and you get back on your feet and you look life in the face and you just say, leave me alone. All right. Like, (laughs) I'm so tired of you. I'm so tired. Stop. Life is such a big bully sometimes. You know, sometimes it can feel really good, but other times it is a huge bully and life is never convenient for anyone. It's, It's so inconvenient. And, you know, it's so, 
It can be so hard sometimes to get back onto your feet, but we have to do it. We have to do it. Um, at my work, where I work, um, there's a quote that I see at work where it says, uh, gosh, man, I'm blanking on it now. But it's something along the lines of, the disease is complacency. There's something about complacency. Um, now, when I was on my mission, I had a companion who told me that his biggest fear in his life is complacency. So, my Snapchat just went off. <laughs> I hope that the mics didn't pick that up. <laughs> but um, anyways, uh, he told me that his biggest fear is complacency. And I just thought that that was really profound and aware of like, it is, it is scary to think that you could be stuck somewhere in like a rut, you know, mm -hmm. that crappy card was played. Your life is super hard and things just really, really suck. And in those moments, it's so easy to give into complacency. It's so easy to just think to yourself, okay, now that my life sucks, now that the card was played, everything's crappy now, now I'm just going to resort to doing the bare minimum, okay? I'm going to go get my 9 to 5, I'm going to go work there all throughout the week, I'm going to live for the weekend, and then I'm going to live my best life on the weekend, and then I'm going to go back to my 9 to 5, and I'm going to do, I'm going to just kind of live live this melancholy kind of life. Now, there's nothing wrong with a 9 to 5, right? right? There's nothing wrong with living your best life on the weekend or anything. I'm just saying, like, there's something wrong when you become complacent with that. Mm -hmm. When you get to this point of, this is who I am and I'm not straying from it. Like, I'm going to be this way forever. This melancholy, vanilla lifestyle. It's going to be me for forever. Like, it's not meant to be that way, right? You're not... I personally believe that we're not meant to just survive. We're meant to thrive. We're meant to have joy, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it becomes almost a necessity that when you fall, you can't give in to this easy thought of just being complacent that you fell. And now you got to live your life after you fell. It becomes a necessity to get back on your feet and to not be complacent, you know? Yeah. I think the, the 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 most terrifying part of being complacent is that most of the time the people that are complacent don't realize that they are and so that they 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 can't change because they don't even know they don't even understand that that's happening to them or it already has happened to them. I've known in my life um, the times that I can look back and say, yeah, I was a little bit complacent here. It's times that I didn't even know anything was like figuring out, you know, and it, it it's, it's, it's just kind of scary to think about that. Mm. Um, but, um, I think, um, something that has helped me kind of get out of complacency and kind of get out of like when you when you fall down mm -hmm. um to get out of that um 
it's really easy to to fall down and like think think to myself i'm not i'm i'm just gonna give up like, yeah, like I'm tired. i just want to stay here i'm staying on the ground i just want to <laughs> stay here i've fallen and i can't get up yeah okay like i just i just want to stay yeah. here on this ground you know uh-huh. and i just kind of like what we were talking a little bit last episode right where it's just like i just want to mope don't mm-hmm. come to me while i'm sad like don't ask me to go to work. Don't ask me to do any chores at home or anything like that. Just let me be sad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a thing. Yeah, <laughs> it can be hard. It can be really hard when you fall to just be like, keep going. It's like, oh no, I don't want to keep going. Yeah. Why would I keep going? Just to fall again? No, I don't. I'm not going to do that. Like, it can be hard. Yeah. Well, I I think. Uh like like you said it's it's hard to keep keep going and i think there is a space where it's like you stay on the ground for a little bit mm. you know you like you you take that time to just like collect yourself and be like what just happened sure you, know? you got to um, process it right right you got to process the fact that i just just fell off the horse Mm-hmm. And now I got to try to get back on this horse, even though I really don't want to, yeah. you, you know, and you got to process where am I at? What am I learning and how can I get back going forward? You know? Right. I think the pe- the problem that people run into is that once they get on the ground, the problem is that their mindset starts to shift from like, yeah, I want to ride the horse or I want to get to that place. I want to reach my goals. Mm. They when they're on the ground, once they've ri- once they've fallen, the problem comes when they forget why they were trying in the first place, mm. and they just decide to stay where they are. I think it's important to take that time to just like compose to process, like you said. But at the minute it starts to become, yeah, the ground feels pretty nice actually, like. <laughs> Why am I even trying? Don't get back up. Yeah. I like laying down. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where the problem comes in. But so so that's why I think it's important to realize that you make a mistake. Mm-hmm. It's important to realize, yeah, I just fell right on my bottom. Mm-hmm. But to turn it around and not get discouraged. To to not give in to that discouraging feel to the discouraging feelings that that I I, I felt before mm-hmm. to process it you know summon the courage again summon the motivation or just will myself to try again mm-hmm. um, and and just to not it's those feelings happen discouragement happens mm-hmm. but but to not let them have control not let them take over and and to prevent me from getting back up and moving forward i think that's something that i've um seen in my life i've seen it go both ways where i've i've given into discouragement and stopped trying and times where i've like okay i can do this i'm not going to get discouraged i'm just going to keep going and i I found that I've regretted the times that I got discouraged mm-hmm. and I'm proud of myself when I've gotten back up. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. 
I think as something else to to keep in mind is that even if you mess up, even when you mess up, because we all are going to make mistakes, that even when that happens, God still loves us. Yeah, like he will, like one thing that I've been so surprised on is just because like the whole reason why this, why I, I'm talking into a microphone and everything is because it's a way for me to kind of vent out, uh, a little bit of how I feel, you know, about stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and just give my perspective on it as you do too, while we're here. Um, and something that I've really realized is that like, you'd be surprised, like God wants to sit with you in that pit. <laughs> like, like he wants to hold your hand in that pit. Like he, he wants to be there and he wants, he wants to pull you out. And it's so many times that I'm realizing that when we feel an absence of God in our life, it's not because God has abandoned us. A lot of the times I feel like it's because we almost get into this place where we've abandoned God because we feel like, because we feel like life is just so hard right now. It just sucks. And if, God loved me. He wouldn't allow this to suck so bad, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that we get into that headspace a lot. And I think that one of the, like, through my times of using the atonement and trying to overcome, you know, the trials in my life, mm -hmm. I think that, you know, I've learned that he's always like God has always been there. Like he's been in the pit of despair. Like he's, <laughs> he, he he will he will cry with you you know he's going to cry with you because what you want which typically when we're when we're in these situations that we want to get out of it's just like all i want is to get out of this pit i just want to be happy i just want to be healthy i just want to be strong i just want to live a good life i want to feel happy on the inside i want to feel satisfied on the inside that's what god wants too mm -hmm. god wants nothing different than that god does not want you to sit in shame god does not want you to mope or whatever yeah. god god understands it though you know like he understands it like yeah this hurts what happened hurts and you're gonna be in that situation and like you're gonna feel it you know and it's gonna be felt so god understands that it hurts, you know? Right. But God's also just like, hey, the hurting's over now. And then now <laughs> we're going to get up and we're going to keep going. We're going to move forward because that's what we do. We don't sit here and we don't just, and we don't, don't complain, at least not about everything. <laughs> we get back up and we keep moving forward, you know? Yeah. Like the, the atonement is in direct opposition with complacency. Complacency is all about staying in your space. The atonement is all about moving forward and getting into the miracle zone <laughs> and seeing those miracles, you know? Yeah. So, man, it's just so, so important for us, you know, to understand that, that God wants us to be there. He wants to be there for us and he wants to help us and, you know, get up get up get back on the horse and keep moving forward because you're probably gonna fall again and it's probably gonna hurt 
again. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to just have to go through that process again. And it's, but you know what? It's that process that makes us strong, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, something that you mentioned um, is that a lot of times when we're in a place of complacency, we feel like an absence of God, right? Mm-hmm. You said that. Um, something that I've thought about recently is that, um, you know, I've I've sometimes have felt that absence. Like I'm praying, I'm trying to find answers, I'm I'm trying to hear what God wants me to, you know, hear the messages He wants to share with me, mm. but I'm not hearing anything. I'm not getting anything. Um, and recently, it seems like the the answer has been like for for a long time it was like oh he just he's not answering he's trying to teach me a lesson you know like he doesn't he he wants me to learn something that's why he's not answering but recently it it's changed not to instead of he's not answering because he wants me to learn something it's been he's always been there to tell me things mm-hmm. he's always been there I just haven't understood him um and that's something that I thought about a lot that because I served my mission in the Philippines and I I learned another language so that idea that um God speaks another language I I don't know what if he does or not um I I think he does understand us in our own language but but I think the language of God speaks in a way that sometimes us humans have a hard time understanding, mm-hmm. especially if we're not in that place of, um, in in that place to hear it. Um, so instead of like trying to learn my lesson with the silence, it's been more of like, how can I? understand god better how what what can i do to understand what he's trying to say um so absolutely man i love it uh and you know i was just thinking like this episode is all about trying to get back onto our feet you know <laughs> right and one thing that i like about the the way how we discuss these things is that we're not doing anything different than what everyone does, right? You know, we're just trying to critically think of how to maneuver through this thing called life. You know, mm-hmm. I've always thought about life in this way of like, there's here I I'm here on this road. And on this road, there are so many different roadblocks. And when I say roadblocks, I'm not talking about like a rock in the way. (laughs) I'm talking like a 300,000 foot skyscraper blocking the road, except for maybe a couple of millimeters. And I have to try to maneuver my way around this skyscraper through these millimeter, these little tiny spaces, and then keep going just to get to the next skyscraper to 
go through that tiny space just to get to the next one to go through that tiny space until I get to the boss level to where <laughs> I'm really going to get hurt and things really going to suck. And then I have to get through that. That's honestly how I think of life through my head. Like, like a lot of times I feel like maneuvering through life isn't just like, okay, what's the next step that I take? It's what direction do I go now to avoid the next roadblock? Like that's, that's, that's honestly how I've, like how I think about it sometimes mm-hmm. because life is just so hard and so many times you're going to be knocked out flat on your back. And I think that what we're talking about is these amazing things of, we talked about not being complacent. Right. So not being complacent, not being discouraged, developing a relationship with God, like getting spiritual, you know, not just like, I don't know how to say it, but, but like, like developing a relationship, praying to God, reading your scriptures, going to church, the primary answers, Mm -hmm. things that we have been taught to do like our whole lives, but actually like doing them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And ask me how I know, because I struggle with it, you know, um, developing that personal and close relationship with your father in heaven, uh, and not and, and yeah, not being discouraged, not being complacent. That is such a perfect equation to getting back onto your feet. Now the trick is, because everything has a trick to it, you know, because it's life and life is just that way. Um, the trick is getting the motivation to apply those things, to mm-hmm. actually let that equation work for you in your life. You know, that's the trick. And you and I touched on that of how, like, I just want to keep laying here. You know, I (laughs) fell down. Life is life's got me down. And I just want to keep laying here because if I get back up and start walking again, I'm just going to end up back down here. Like, (laughs) because that's just that's just how things roll sometimes. Um, And so the trick is to get that motivation. Mm -hmm. But I would say. That if you rely on the Savior, not just during those hard times of I'm on I'm on the ground laying on my back, I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> <laughs> um, instead of just relying on the Savior just during those times, but if you rely on the Savior while you're already moving, while you're already up and going, mm-hmm. maybe you've hit that golden spot of feeling centered and feeling like life's on a good trajectory right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like maybe you're in that spot where it's like, when I turn 50, I'm going to be in that pull that, that <laughs> zone. I'm going to be in that zone where I hit my goals and I hit my happiness and I hit what I want to hit. Right. You know, maybe you're in that spot. It's the, it's during those times that we need to make God the center of everything because that's going to keep you going. And not only will it keep you going, but it's going to build motivation and determination in you so that when you do fall, because you're going to fall because life sucks, mm-hmm. you're going to need to get back up, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And those that preparation that you took during the good times to continually rely on God, even when everything is going great for you in your life, but you still rely on God like your life depends on it because... Honestly, it does. But yeah. when you still do that, that is what's going to provide you with the motivation to get back up 
and the determination to keep going when life is super, super hard. So. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, get back up. Keep moving forward. That's all we got to do, right? Mm -hmm. That's all we got to keep going. Yeah, there's a song um, by Switchfoot. Um, so it's called "Dare You to Move." Oh yeah, and yeah. That song is w one of my favorites when it comes to like these moments, <coughs> because basically the song it's perfect for a down on the ground trying to find the motivation to move. Sometimes you just gotta get moving, and the motivation will come, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but basically the song says dare you to move dare you to get up off the floor um it's just this positive um statement to just try oh uh, it's a it's just a great song um about sure. about all that and um just so um i was taking a a class uh, a self-reliance class one time and we started talking about motivation um and we were talking about how it really is the small and simple things um and something that i've done is when i'm when i'm in my bed and i want i need to get up for work or i need to get up i don't want to get up i want to stay in my bed and sleep what i'll do is i'll start moving like my pinky <laughs> I'll, I'll move my pinky and then once i move my pinky i'm like hey i can move my pinky i can move all my fingers and when i start moving my fingers i start moving my hand and then my arm and then like i start moving my legs and by that time i'm like okay i'm moving up i can do this and that's when i get out of my bed and start 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 my day but um just that little those little actions really add up right I, I I totally agree with you because um, I was thinking while you were saying that uh, when you're when your back's against the wall and you're just in this crevice of complacency and you can't get back up and like you you don't know what to do um, you just you don't know how to get back up at least not temporarily. You don't know how to, you don't know the moves to make. You don't know the job interviews to go to. You don't know the people who to talk to, who to network with. You don't know temporarily, temporary. I just said Tem the word. What? Temporarily? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh -huh. um, you don't know how to take those steps to get back up. But if all you know to do is like, hey, I don't. I don't know what to do here. I really don't know how to get back on to the path that I want to be on. But here's what I do know. I do know that I can pray. I do know that I can pray to God. I do know that I can talk to him, you know, mm -hmm. perhaps I won't give me, perhaps I won't be able to start making the moves to get out of this rut just yet, but I can pray to God. Like I would submit that that's that is a move, yeah. you know, yeah, and that is enough. If you want to start there, if you want to start there with just praying, I think that if you build, 
if you're in any circumstance where discouragement has just got you and you're just down and out and you just start building a foundation purely on faith, you know, of just, God, I'm here talking to you, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Just purely on faith. That is enough to just move out of, at least to get things going, you know, Mm -hmm. at least to get things moving. And then you can try little other things, you know, make your bed every morning or whatever. Make, make your breakfast, you know, little tiny things that make you feel accomplished in life. And then those little accomplishments will turn into a little bit bigger accomplishments. And then the beautiful thing about that is that you start appreciating yourself more because you start seeing the things that you can do, mm-hmm. you know, I think, uh, while I'm at, <laughs> I, I face this dilemma in my head all the time while I'm at work, because while I'm at work, some days will be really good. And then other days will be just like, Oh man, this is a problem that I do not know how to handle. Now, lucky for me, I have amazing mentors there who I look up to and who are just like, Oh, well here, like ask away, ask your questions and we're going to roll with it, you know, Mm -hmm. and and we'll, we'll teach you, you know? Yeah. And I'm, I'm blessed with that, but there are still like some moments where I just like feel like super overwhelmed and I'm just like, man, I do not know how to do this or whatever. Like real talk. I have, I have (laughs) said many a prayers while working on cars that I'm just like, okay, um, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know which bolt is next to take off or I don't know how to do this. I, I can't get these things apart or whatever. Like, and like, I'll, I'll say a prayer in my heart and just be like, just please, please help me out on this one. You know, <laughs> just, you, you know, and the thing is like, that's a, that's a start, you know, because things start working out and you start noticing these things. You start noticing the hand of God in your life. And when you start noticing the hand of God in your life, you just crave to have more of it in your life because you start noticing how good it is for you. Mm -hmm. And you start noticing how happy it makes you and you start craving it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm thinking that we're about to close here. You know, I think we talked about a lot of good things. Anything though that you want to add? No, I, I think we've we've talked about a bunch of cool things, um, some some things that I I think are really important. Uh, well, a lot a lot of it is, I mean, it is an important thing to 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 be able to process the 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 situation and just to get back up and get moving forward. Mm-hmm. That's that's a something that we all need to to learn that how to do that it's it's a good thing amen dude so let's go ahead and talk a little bit about what we talked about um (laughs) review a little bit (laughs) life pushes you down and it will push you down hard (laughs) and it will (laughs) keep you down there for as long as you let it and it'll beat you up and it'll be a big bully um, but get back on your feet and keep moving forward. Um, when you fall down, that's not the end. That's just the beginning of something that could be really, really beautiful. 
and could move you really, really forward in your life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, get back on your feet. That is easier said than done. I struggle with it so much. I, it's it's always a struggle all the time, 24-7, because one way or another, there's always going to be an aspect of your life that is just getting you down, and you have to overcome it. Mm-hmm. But you can. You can. There's a Father in Heaven who loves you. There's people cheering you on, you know, seen and unseen, who wants to just do the best to help you. Um. And also, I want to add this. There was a lot of talk in this episode about how crappy life can be. (laughs) Because that's true. Life can be extremely, extremely crappy. But I want to add into here of also the inverse is true as well. Life can be extremely beautiful, extremely lovely, and praiseworthy of good report, positive. Someone should start a show about that. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, life can be so good. It can be so good for the soul. It can teach you so many good lessons. And life is just amazing, you know? I like that. When, when, life is going to be hard, you know? Let's not forget that. But life is so good, too. And... Go out, let's talk to our neighbors, let's remember that our neighbors aren't the enemy, (laughs) you know, let's love one another, let's love our neighbors, and yeah, life can be beautiful, life can be so colorful, and your imagination and life together can just bring out some of the most amazing, amazing things, you know, just remember that your potential is what you make it. So make it great. If you're going to do something, make it big, you know, make it big. Um, but yeah, like I, I just, I just think that that's a good reminder because in this episode, we've talked so much about, uh, how life can just suck and be crappy, but there are so many good things about life too. There's so many good, positive things about life go out and feel the sun go jump in a lake go feel alive sunshine (laughs) go skydiving if that's your thing it's not my thing but go skydiving (laughs) if that's your thing go feel alive you know life is just so good life is just so great anyways (sighs) that's what i've got okay yeah feeling feeling good yeah Feeling good? Great. All right, guys. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace.